Welcome to As I Live and Grieve, a podcast that tells the truth about how hard this is. We're glad you joined us today. We know how hard it is to lose someone you love and how well-intentioned friends and family try so hard to comfort us. We created this podcast to provide you with comfort, knowledge, and support. We are grief advocates, not professionals, not licensed therapists. We are you. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to As I Live and Grieve. Our guest today is nationally known. He's got quite a reputation, quite a background. Today, our guest is Stephen Michotte. Stephen, welcome to our podcast. Would you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? I guess the easiest way to explain myself is the system calls me disruptive, but the system has to tolerate me because I have the ability to make people that work with me a lot of money. I produce music, I produce movies. You know, I used to work inside a system. I was a lawyer until I realized all I do is perpetuate lies, thieves, sneaks, and cheats. And it's, I just, basically, I'm just thinking of the right way to explain it as you're learning who I am. I'm a metaphysical energy. And my goal in life is to teach you, you are too. And the reason I decided to do this podcast is the woman who shares this with all this very, very good energy. She's, she's sincere. And her only profit, I believe, is to basically help you feel that this answers for you instead of this nonsense these religions create as they keep you locked inside their boundaries. They don't teach you what I'm about to share with you. And what I'm sharing with you is sacred knowledge that they make secret knowledge. In Israel, they got very upset at me, half of them, and the other half think that I'm the enlightened man. So I used music to take me everywhere so I could recreate the energies that existed here on earth inside my heart and my existence to understand what we are, why are we here, what's our purpose here. I just share with you we're metaphysical energies. And I get into metaphysics in my book and I have people all over the world calling me the true metaphysical scientist. You know, and as I'm looking at you, shake your head with, you look like you're purple, but your purple headphones and your white and gray hair with a purple tint. It's very cool because that's magistry. But anyway, I'm I'm here to share truths with you. I'm here to tell you what I metaphysically can tell you. You know, I study metaphysics and all we are is a consciousness. We're consciousness from a higher source. Some people call it God. I call it a supreme source. It's an electricity box. And this light that we all represent has thought. So we came from a common thought. And once while traveling across the sky, this lovely planet caught our eye. And being curious, we broke off from the common whole and we became individual particles that dropped into Earth. We got stuck inside this gravitational force and we ended up locked inside the bodies that our parents created when in a moment of love, they used their two instruments and they created us. And the electricity and and that specific moment of generating fire, a spark, that opened up the dimension for us to swim right in. And we came into mommy's vagina with dad's DNA. But that's not who you are. You are your body. And I wanted to understand why I see things other people don't see and the things I see end up becoming true. 
I want to understand why I live in a country that claims we're the greatest country in the world. And all we are is the biggest bomb dealers and killers in the planet. I wanted to understand why we can't live the American dream where everyone is labeled equal. And what that really means is here, you get an equal start and having an equal start, do what you can with it. Don't blame other people, but there's a system that won't let you move. You're here to discover love. You're here to discover love in physical form, to understand the duality of getting what you want, because you're going to find out you can't always get what you want. But as Mick Jagger sang when you and I were kids, you will always get what you need. And that was his spiritual assessment when he was writing spiritual music. But I'll get off that topic. I go on those topics oftentimes. Uh, I'm a metaphysical man, and I understand the world that we live in. Because when a song written with metaphysical awareness hits you, it will take you out of your body. Your brain is not where you think of futures. Your brain is where you worry about the future. And you sit there remembering the past. It's a machine. You are not your brain. Your brain is what reduces your ability to live in the spiritual form. What is spiritual means? It means you're awakening to understand you are not your body. And it is a passage, it's a trip, because this body will do tricks on you. But when you're born, they don't give you a handbook on how to work your body. When you buy yourself a car, which is when you're born with your new mobile, you get a handbook how to ride that. If you're buying a TV, you get a handbook how to turn on the TV. But you don't get a handbook, and no one, and no school, nowhere, will sit and teach you how to run your body when you're in grammar school, junior high, and high school. Nope. You need to conform. You need to fall in line and be a member of the United States system. And I'm not knocking the United States. I'm knocking we who fall in this system. Because the United States was created to live a dream. And instead, we fall in line and become part of a system. That is the antithesis as to why America exists. That is the anti-dream. Okay. Let me interrupt you for just a minute. Go there. I think we meant we went from a little bit of your background to your entire reason for being here. And I want to bring it back to our topic at hand. Our focus is actually grief. Now, if I look at your timeline on your website, it appears to me that you came into the metaphysical realm before a lot of grief happened in your life. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I swim out of mommy okay. into it. All right. Okay. <laughs> there we so, go. So you started really getting into that and and you're more than just into it if i read your and i say read it was overwhelming to me your book we got to get out of this place and i was just blown away by all the detail and all of the facts and and everything that you have in there so i even though i consider myself pretty intelligent and well read i'm gonna have to read that book three times before i get a grasp on it but what i want to know for today you had, uh, you've had a couple major losses in your life. You lost your father, and you lost a son in a terrible car accident. I want to know, with all of your metaphysical knowledge and everything, how did grief from those two losses impact you? It made me stronger. In what way? I understand dad's not dead. Dad was murdered by his mistress. I did everything I could to get rid of her, and dad was going to finally do it. Instead, he came down 
and it's his fault. He came down with throat, brain, and um, lung cancer. My father, who, okay, you know, I feel his energy right now, and that's my whole story. He's telling me not to tell you that he was 5'8", but whatever he was, he was, all right? And dad weighed about a buck 70, 75, and all of a sudden, dad weighed 85 pounds. And where dad got hooked on cigarettes was when he was in World War II. You know, and we live in a country where they sit there and they didn't stop selling cigarettes. Yeah, great. I put on the side of a box, this will damage your health. But anyone that's going to smoke a cigarette is young and they're not going to stop once they start. They're addicted. And dad got addicted. And then when they came out, I mean, we're the same age. And by the way, I'm going elsewhere for a minute. Thank you for what you said about my book. My book was written to touch our hearts. And if there's anything I could do, like I'm talking right now, I'm here to open your passages of fear. And if I could bury fear so it's no longer in your ear, in a metaphysical sense, I promise you, you will live a happier life. So anyway, so dad, I mean, I laugh at it almost now because he got murdered by his mistress. It's like, and he knew it would go wrong. And it flipped me out because dad did not prepare for the afterlife at all. He thought it was bullshit. He just died. She suffocated him. And then I had to deal with that nightmare. And dad, you know, dad left a lot of um, skeletons. Did he do it with evil? No. He did it because he didn't believe he could die. But if you have three cancers, what are you doing? You know, and he was supposed to live another six months. And she sat there. She altered the will. And then all of a sudden, at the same time, my grandfather died a few months before that. And at the same time, I came down with diabetes one. And they told me I wouldn't live to see 60. And I'm like, this all bullshit. I had the biggest management company in the world. And it's like, well, I'm going to take care of Stephen. So I was in L.A. and I took care of Stephen. And I tried to take care of my family to help them grieve. And my, ch- no, I almost called them my children. My brother and sisters, who are my children, they couldn't even look at my dead father. I'm like, you need to look at him. Because he ain't dead. I've known this my whole life. You need to look at dad. You know, and they never did. And they couldn't grieve it. And it's like, whatever. And I'm an energy, you know. And now that I get older, people are like, you know something? You may know something. Mm -hmm. But I know a lot of things. You are not your body. Okay, so now, dad was my partner. And dad was one of the few people I could talk to, you know. Because he knew I had this extra sensory ability. I mean, I came out of them. I'll give you a quick story. It's 19. I was born in 52. So it's sometime between 56 and 57, winter becoming spring. And a man named Clyde Otis was at our house and he was playing cards. I heard some noise. I called it Sue, S-S-U. Sue was a man. And Jesus's name was Sue. Okay. You're not allowed to know that. And then they put an E in front of it which meant he went to the Egyptian School of Sacred Knowledge because they teach quantum physics and they teach metaphysics for those that are ready to learn it. We're not all ready to learn it and you will grow into it. Awareness is spiritual. Spiritual, when you're becoming spiritual, it means you're aware that you're more than just you. You are part of a bigger whole and you are right here enjoying an individual physical life on Mother Earth. This is your car, your body. 
And I was taught that by a boxer named Sugar Ray Robinson that used to bring me out. He would come to my dad's house and he'd go, come on, Stevie. And he would get me on his bike and he would run. And all he ever made me understand is take care of your temple, your body. And I heard him. You know, so when they told me I was a diabetic, I didn't, I didn't want, I'm dealing with grief. I didn't want this nonsense. Don't tell me I'm dying at 60. I'm 69 now, soon to be 70. You know, I went to the metaphysics of how you digest food. I just studied it re relentlessly. And right now they tell me I have one of the best organ issues that they've ever seen for a lifetime type one diabetic. I'm not bragging. I'm sharing. I'm telling you, you could beat what's physically wrong with you. Until your body goes, bye-bye. You know, you don't have to give in. And when the body goes, bye-bye, you, you learn that so, in my case, my dad didn't die. My son didn't die. And it's like, okay, how do you communicate with them? Their energy. And where are they going? In the book, I share it with you. You've got a choice. You could stay in the matrix called planet Earth, or you could ascend. And that's what that book explains. And then when my son died, do you want to ask a question or should I just finish that thought? Well, go ahead. Tell us about when your son died because the question pertains to both. Okay. So thank you. So, because I could talk a lot. So anyway, because I get the energy, it's like, okay, <laughs> here I am. I'm streaming with you. So anyway, my son died. We had a band and I knew the band was evil. They were dark. They were drinking cough medicine. I, in my mind, thought that I could use this band and twist them to communicate with kids who live here. When you and I lived here, you're a couple of years older than me and bless you, we watched Gale Storm. How good was Gale Storm? We watched Captain Kangaroo. You know, the first time I ever got on TV, I cried. I was on Howdy Doody and they interviewed me. I'm like, mom, what am I doing here? But going back to Clyde Otis, sitting there, I heard Sue talk to me and he said to me, ask them about Vicksburg. I went out there and asked them about Vicksburg Vicksburg was the battle of the Civil War. My father's looking at me like, what just went on here? My mother's like, Marty, he's doing it again. And Clyde Otis goes, how did you know, boy, I was from Vicksburg? Now, it's like, and it was the big Civil War battle. So I hear noises. I see energies. I do. And you know something? There it is. So be it. And I could walk on Earth, too. So I live in two realms. And um, when my son died, I really thought, because if I was a kid right now, what is my American dream? To pay tax? An imaginary tax that they put on interest of funds that we create in our budget? We live in a nation that creates a budget and no one dares to question how much tax and interest we have to pay on it. If you and I are buying a car and you're using me as your advisor, I would sit there arguing about the tax. We would go search to get the best tax. In our country, we all sit down and we bow and we pray to the Federal Reserve we created, and we pay them tax. And where I'm going with this is there's no American dream. What is your dream? I want to recreate a dream. I'm Peter Pan. I found my Wendy. My Wendy's here. Wendy's my wife now. And when I first met her in 64 to 70, she didn't really realize I was Peter Pan and she was not going to be a Wendy. So like the Lost Boys, I came back to find her and we found each other later on. When my son died and I put up on the uh, Facebook that my son is hovering around Earth. I wanted everyone to know because what I did is when he died, he died in a car crash caused by the dark energy of young Lee. They were having seances 
bringing in dark energy inside my apartment. You know, in, in my book, I talk about dark energy because, you know, light to me is one thing, but it may be dark to you. And I look at light as where we want to encourage everyone to be more. I look at dark as where we want to take your energy and be vampire. We want to use your energy so we become more. It's a good definition, right? Sure. And um, sure. I didn't know what to do when Baron died because I blamed myself, even though I know the truth. And then when I got back to Miami, I was in New York and I was fixing things. We we're making a toy deal for the band. When I got back, I didn't know what to do. So he appears, you know, like, boom, because I, I, whatever, he came and he was a little bit more solid, but it's, it's an energy force. You could see it. It's like, you ever seen gnats? There are gnats up there in Rochester. Yes. That's what it is, right? So you see this energy and then they disappear. And I'm a baseball fan. When Joe Torre in 19, 2007 had those knocks appear at the Cleveland ball game, I can't believe he didn't take his ball players off. It's an energy. Am I saying they reincarnated souls? No, but I just thought that maybe they are. But you just move away. But I wanted that energy, and I'm like looking at him, and it, it forms. It became barren because it is what you see. And he said to me, Dad, it was an accident. It was an accident. I'm like, okay. And I'm just sitting and I'm looking at him. And he said, Dad, I'll never make fun of you again because I had a book. It was called Sacred Knowledge, Rock and Roller's Guide to Higher Consciousness. And he's like, I can't believe I have a dad. You're, the, you're Mr. Music Man and you'd rather write these books. He said, no, I'd rather do both. Same way he said to me, because the book tells you, what is God? Well, God is love and love is God. It's creation. It's why we're here. We're here to experience love. The love of, you know, and you got to shine the light. Not on me. I shine the light on we. Everyone that's on my team and hopefully the universe. You could get into the light. You could live in the light. And I'm looking at Baron. And this is, he said to me, he goes, look, Dad, do what you do. I'm like, okay. And I said to him, you know, I didn't need you to tell me that love is God. I did not need you to die. So anyway, he said, Dad, you got a hole in your heart, whether you want to admit it or not. He said, breathe me in like you taught me to breathe. Breathe me in through your nose and do not exhale it and send me into your heart. I will be there forever. And that's, I did. And what I did is Baron was 27. We had a huge we had a lot of people that were like, oh, my God, here comes Baron Mishat, the third in a line. And for him to die, they were startled. Because whatever he needs, I'm a fixer. I'm an enabler. I am. I will help you if I believe in you. I will do what I can do to help you. I will help you grieve if I can by taking off the shadows that religions and governments place on personal death. You, your body died. You know, okay. You don't know how long your magical mystery ride is here on Earth. You're in a body. Great. Call it Disneyland, for lack of a better thing. You know what I said to you earlier? It's the howdy doody time. Enjoy it. You know, or you could pluck your magic twanger, Froggy. Remember that TV show? It's like and you and I grew up in a world of imagination. Peter Pan was cool. You had Wendy. You had this. There's no imagination here. I'm going to bring it back. I have with Debbie, my wife, who uh, whose son died too. You're talking, I mean, this woman, 
I honor it and idolize it. Her son had muscular dystrophy. Dis- I can't pronounce it. But, uh, yeah, and she spent maybe 18 years taking care of him. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Her husband ran, his father. I love Debbie. I mean, we share loss, and we both learned how to make a loss again. We learned to stand love. And it's priceless when you get there. And okay, this one only had a few years life. Well, you could see him in the next life, I promise you. That's true. And if you don't want to believe it, it's a happier ending than you're listening to people that tell you you just died. No, you don't. I love happy endings. But the big question, Stephen, with all your knowledge of metaphysics and everything, and you said yourself, your father's not dead, Baron's not dead, where are they? Well, they're in an energy shield, energy force. So in the book that you and I, Mm -hmm. that I wrote and read, obviously, Mm -hmm. and you read, with my studies, endless studies of Egypt and the Hindu and Buddhist religions and going through all of them, Mm -hmm. going through every religion you could possibly think of, even the Kurds, you know, Zoroastrians, the African religions of so, it's in my book, The uh, Taking Jesus Off the Cross. In my understanding of the Chinese religions and yin and yang, I mean, these are priceless intellectual exercises they went through. Where are they? They're back in the matrix. Or they're ascending to a new matrix, or they went back to the source. And in the source, they don't stop with energy until they agree to give up all their wants and needs or needs. Because that's the gravitational force that makes your energy of light fall into a matrix in the universe. And it's so hard to really understand, but I've, I'm looking in your eyes. You visually understood what I just said. I see it in your eyes. I, I did. I'm repeating it in my own head. And yeah. I was just going to ask you, would you repeat that again, please? Okay. So anyway, here we go. Bing. Oh, I'll give it to you in a much better way. Okay. So I get back from Russia where I'm helping a KGB operative, because I never was in Russia, and I wanted to, I wanted him to show me Russia. So I made a deal with him. He had to bring me to Russia, and I would get his wife a piano player record deal. And I did my business there, too. So he brings me to Russia. I come back. And it, it, the whole thing was crazy, but without going too deep into it, I was spinning, because I'm trying to understand the Russian energy. It's a different energy. But then again, you may understand it more than me. You live in a tundra. It gets cold there. You know, it's like I look at people like New York's a little bit too cold for me. I could go there for a day, two days. Maybe I could spend 72 hours there and tell myself I'm not cold, but I'm cold. And when I was in Russia, I went outside. I saw the sun, no different than the sun I see in L.A. or wherever, or Miami now. And I went outside. It was minus 29 degrees Celsius. I'm like, are you kidding me? So anyway, I get back and now I have to give a lecture. At the um, oh, the University of London, right? So I go to the lecture. I'm reading Gods and Gangsters, and I drift away. Even though I'm trying to make a point of how these musicians, they're either here to live inside the matrix and perpetuate the same hamburger, or to get out of that matrix. So what happens is I'm giving a lecture, and, I, and I'm answering you specifically. So I just. Put you into the prelude. So I start talking about 
death. This guy gets up. He's sitting in the back. You can see it on YouTube. And um, he starts going. And he's big, right? And he's looking and he goes, I've had it. I'm like, excuse me? You're making fun of our religion. I said, because I told him that all religion is, is an extra dimensional travel. And he says, I said, stop. Man, I yell at him. I said, you stop right there. And the whole room turns around. And then I get real soft. And I look to everyone. I said, let's examine where he is. Because I will never give it to you better. I said, you, my friend. And you are my friend. Because I got your energy going. My friend, I want you to play Peter. And around you is the pearly gates. Just visualize your Peter in the pearly gates. Now, class, not one of you could see Peter. But we know Peter's there if you believe in what I'm telling you. And I go, hey, boom. I said, I'm no longer Stephen Machat. Stephen Machat just died. I said, my friend, in your religion, Stephen Machat just traveled to you. But you people here, you think Stephen Machat's still that dead body. But he knows because he believes in that sky god that says Stephen Machat's energy just went to meet you, Pete, to see his life unravel. And you're going to let me in or keep me out or send me to hell. I said, all, I said, they're not telling you what I told you. Life is an extra dimensional trip in living form. And when the form ends, you go back to where you came from. So you have a choice. And I'm repeating exactly what you asked now. And by the way, you will see this illustration forever, which is the beauty of pictures. And which is why when I make music, I hate videos. Because if I could get you to dream, I win. If I get you to see a video on a song, I just lost the song. Same way, you could either go back and stay in the matrix called Earth, or you could ascend, or you go back to the source. And all religions call that source God. Well, I don't like that word. And the Anakis that came to us, the, the Nephilim, and I get right into it. I give you everything through these books. I tell you how you got here, why are you here, where do you go from here? Where you could go from here. That's your choice. You could go back to the source and you'll rest. But it's like Descartes said to you, I think I am, therefore I am. If you have a thought, it's your energy. It's the ray. And it's basically your thought of love. But who are you loving? Myself? Will you edge basically EDE, right? You edge God out. What's God? I'm telling you it's a source. It's a, it's a thought. If you understand that I'm telling you it's a thought, and if you choose to believe me, it's the Big Bang Theory. And there are scientists in Israel who read my book that you just said, and they gave it to my friend. They said, you need to get hold of Mishat. And what he did is it's a video. He says, Mishat just proved the existence of God if you read his book, if you watch this video, because he's telling you, Outside time, thought created time and space. And the thought came from a consciousness. And that consciousness, he's telling you, is the supreme being. And the supreme being keeps thinking, and we create new, new matrices. And what's a matrix? Your cells are an example of a matrix. What is your cell? Let's go to your cell. There's three parts, right? And 
I'm, I'm smiling as you're smiling because you read it. So anyway, here's where I'm going. So in your cell, there's a proteins part. And the protein follows the earth around the sun. It's your outer shell of your cell. That's your outer shell of your cell. It, it rhymes. Then you have your electron. That's the energy. Okay, I've got the energy. Okay, so what does the energy do? It goes the way the sun goes around the universe. So it goes like this. Right? Look at your watch. You got a minute and you got an you got a minute, second, an hour hand. You know, you got three things going like this. If you don't have, if you want to do a great exercise audience, just t- take your hand and do this. Bring it to you. Okay, so my left hand is how the earth goes around the universe. My right hand is how the sun goes around the universe. And when we meet each other in the middle, there's energy there. That's you. That's what you are. And in your nucleus, which they tell you is neutral, no, it's not. That's where the love of life is. It's inside there. It's, it's a power. Your power source is your heart. Your anti-source is your brain. Your brain does not let you conceive that there's more than an A-B computer. We are not computers, my friends. We're love. That's what we are. And if I could sing a song, it's the Pied Piper. I'm telling you, you love. I'm the Pied Piper, so follow me. And if I'm wrong, so be it. Because you will never have a better ending. You live a life to help others smile. You smile with them. And what you take out of here when you go see whatever form of Peter at the pearly gates, you take out your memories. That's what you leave with. And those memories become your education as you discover the pain and joy of life. Well, listeners, don't doubt for a minute that Stephen exemplifies energy. He is full of energy. And and I've watched, you can't see him, of course, but I can see him and I can see his passion for his beliefs. And he you know, Stephen, you pull me right in. Yes, I read your book. I have to go back and read it again because there was so much in that book. And unfortunately, because I could listen to you for hours, and I'm sure you could talk for hours. You, <laughs> you have no problem with that. But but we need to wrap up for today. So I want to, in a minute here, I want to turn the microphone over to you and let you tell our listeners about your books, your newest book, anything you want to tell them, uh, you know, you've got like two or three minutes and then we have to wrap up. But I want to encourage our readers, if you have any curiosity at all about what Stephen has been talking about, you have to start with his books or you have to go to his website and look at the courses he offers. There is so much knowledge and so much information there. It's impossible in 30 minutes to get it to you. So, I'm hoping at least we've gotten the teaser out there. So, okay, Stephen, turning the mic over to you. Go ahead. Let me ask you one last question. Oh, sure. What month were you born? What July. You born? July. So, I just had a birthday, the 13th. So you're a cancer. I am. So was Baron. Oh. And as silly as this may sound, someone told me to ask you. But anyway, it's like that. I, I conjure up energies. I do it all the time. Uh-huh. And I, I can walk on Earth, too. And so when I'm here, I opened up, it's important you understand this because this, 
the word school of sacred knowledge someone's using and they won't give it up. Okay, so I put in the school of sacred knowledge.com. So at the school of sacred knowledge.com, I try to teach you, really share with you, because the more questions you ask me, the better you make me as I unravel the onion of eternity. Okay, so we give courses. I mean, I have one there that if I, if I wasn't me, I recorded plants singing. My guy recorded plants. Plants make noise. They talk to I each other on the ground. I listened to that. I listened to that. I want it's to outrageous, know. right? It was. And I, I, you know, I, it's hard to wrap my mind around the fact that that's really plants singing. You know, <laughs> in, in today's world of technology and everything, I'm, I'm still having trouble believing that. So anyway, we'll have a course on interspecies communications. I mean, I don't know how many of you have done this, but when you go into an area where we're caged are the dolphins, and in the water you'll hear, you'll hear the noise. It's radar, but we're radar. We don't want to understand that. So at the School of Sacred Knowledge, I share with you that you are not alone. You know, you're a mystic. You're looking for mystical opportunities and experiences to enjoy life here. Learn, experience. I give you whatever I can there. Then you could go to these uh, to stephenmachat.com. You could see it all. You could see the music I've done. And I've been blessed. I've worked some extremely important characters who left metaphysical songs, which are hard to duplicate because in life you're told you got to produce more. You got to pay your electric bills. You know, like, Let's use Peter Gabriel for an example. I, did, I didn't do Pico with him, but I did do Pico with him. It's out because I did it. He wrote it. The head of the record label said, I'm not putting this crap out. And I, I just felt it. Be it Shock the Monkey or be it Sledgehammer, those are huge metaphysical songs. They're outrageous. You know, and I put out pop hits, you know, like Tainted Love. But those are not metaphysical songs. But if I let you go and think through Tainted Love, well, what's tainted love? Well, that's life here on Earth. You came here thinking it's the sunlight. But, you know, as we go around the universe, we block out the sun. And what's really outrageous is no one wants every one of us understand what I'm saying. But no one wants to believe there is no sunrise and there is no sunset. We turn into the sun and you get what we call sunrise. And we turn away from the sun where we stand on planet Earth as we go wandering around the sun. It's it's just Look at the truths. And people here, I love her. She, I mean, she did a good job. She got out whatever energy she needed so I could sit and share with you. The answer is love. The question is, why are we here? We're here to discover love. And shine the light on you and shine the light on all of us. Just share. If you learn to share, you'll have everything you need because no one will want what you have. They'll share it with you. Oh, so many, so many lyrics are going through my head. All we need is love. All we need is love. Stephen, thank you for being here today. You have so much to offer, and I have so little time to allow you to offer, but I appreciate very much you taking the time out of your busy schedule to be with us today. For our listeners, it's a lot to absorb. Stephen's information and website and email will be on the episode notes as always and on our website we love all of you and we will catch you all next week as we all continue to live in grief thank you so much for listening with us today 
Do you have a topic that you'd like us to cover or do you have a question from one of our episodes? Please email us at info at asiliveandgrieve.com and let us know. We hope you will find a moment to leave a review, send an email, and share with others. Join us next time as we continue to live and grieve together.